Welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share firsthand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Kevin, and I'm part of the team here at Tintech. On today's episode, we have the conclusion of our conversation with MS Dynamics World Editor, Jason Gumpert. So here's part two of our conversation with Jason. Take it away, Gene. Jason, welcome back to the show. In our previous episode, we talked about some of the new possibilities that is coming and being enabled by Power Platform. And when it comes to helping businesses improve their customer experiences, it's starting to take a lot more components to be put together. So I would love to get a little closer in this episode to to really talk about each of the components. So thinking back to the recent webinar I did with uh, Rob Nabras at Microsoft Germany, I mean, in order for today's companies to provide fast, seamless experience, you briefly mentioned being at Ignite 2021, but I would love to just take you back there and see if you can remember anything that you think would be very relevant to address this. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most interesting things I saw, I think on the customer experience side, and in terms of getting control of customer data, would be some of the advances that Microsoft seems to be making around the product it calls Customer Insights, which is what it considers its customer data platform solution. And not just sort of storing that data, but bringing it in from various sources and then using it in, in, in interesting ways. I think they're really just in the very early days of that process, but the idea of like, you know, applying, taking the, the incoming data, then sort of analyzing it, building, building, either building segmentation, uh, you know, segmenting it for, for use in marketing lists or, you know, giving service agents uh, better insight into how to respond to a particular person based on what they know about past communications. Um, I think that's that's really an area of a lot of promise. I think they're showing some good progress in in evolving that vision of their own. And I know they have a lot of competition in that space when it comes to other other sort of CDP players. But yeah, that that, that definitely caught my eye. I said, oh, okay, they're, they're, they seem to be making progress in presenting a more mature vision. I actually love the part you mentioned about insights and segmentation because yeah. I was writing um, a white paper that really talks about how to initiate this this you know kind of a CX transformation and and part of uh, my big argument is that you're gonna uh, have to be able to test it before you start really rolling it out. And the segmentation tools that Microsoft provide is something that I was uh, banking on. When Microsoft or, you know, your circle, so when you guys talk about this whole how to get more out of insights and segmentation, is there a specific use case or industries that seem to work better? I would say Microsoft is is really kind of playing catch up. They were not one of the early sort of vendors that was, I, I would say, segmenting lists. I think they're very strong and, and, and they were very early on in sort of building some of the you know, analytical tools to, to actually take data and, and figure out how to segment or how to predict um, who's a good candidate for an offer, who's a good candidate for a campaign. But in terms of the final execution tools, I think they're they're still sort of ramping up their capabilities to sort of match what else is out there in the market. The strengths, I think, are in the core capabilities where whether it's sort of machine learning services or, you know, other data management tools. 
I think the Gartner figure points to like 70% of customer interaction uh, involving some kind of a chatbot, virtual assistance, uh, mm -hmm. and Microsoft Apollos, and machine learning, as well as mobile messaging. And by next year, 2022, and which is, there's a very good chance we are already there. Without getting into the paper clip era of a virtual assistant from uh, Microsoft, <laughs> can you talk us about like how they are doing in terms of enabling at least two out of the three? You know, I don't have numbers for you on sort of how how well uh, adoption has gone with those things. I think uh, overall adoption and power platform usage seems to be really positive. You know, one related thing. I don't know if you follow this at all, but like some of the portals technology that Microsoft has has been building out pretty steadily for several years. That seems to be getting really good momentum. And that does tie in. You you can use that in, in, in customer experience scenarios and it's, it's intended to. I mean, they've seen like literal hockey stick growth during the pandemic, as you said. Um, and I, I did a piece on that because I saw the I saw the sort of the chart that they showed with it didn't have numbers on the y-axis, but the slope of the line really did bend upward and you know the active use is is really climbing. So I think that's a sign that's that those are portals so they can be used for a lot of different things. But I think that's a sign that customer engagement is increasing within these tools. You know, the developers who are working <clears throat> on this, how do they feel about how machine learning is happening? I mean, I know there's a some kind of a background competition going on. Are they mostly utilizing Microsoft uh, machine learning and all those, or is it more of a, a mash job of uh, pulling from different tools and, and putting it together? I mean, from what I see, the developers in this community are, are really focused on Microsoft. So unless they really come from another ecosystem and they're and they're bringing in my, they, they tend to say, okay, well, what can Azure do for me? If I'm working with Dynamics, what can I pull in from Azure? Um, and partly that's just comfort, I think, with with being in this particular space because Microsoft so all can be so all encompassing in terms of you know the sort of the range of what it what it provides to someone. So if you start in this space, you start to say like you know if you're starting in Power Platform, you might say, well, just let me just look over to the side and see what what I can do with Azure to bring into that. So that that tends to be what I see is that that people do stay in this ecosystem. If they're going to add machine learning, they'll look to the Azure services that do that first. One of the strengths of Power Platform seems to be that when you do, you know, see cases where, well, we already have, you know, a chat integration that uses a, a, another service that they, they can then bring that in, usually without too much hassle. I mean, assuming it's sort of modern and it uses the typical web services integration points and so forth, that they usually bring that in, whether it's um, a service that does machine learning for them or you know, whether it's testing models or whether it's chat or anything else. Um, they will bring that in without too much hassle, usually, assuming it's something that sort of adheres to, to modern standards, if that, if that makes sense. Thinking of some of the different department clouds that Microsoft has, do you know in terms of uh, like which cloud is more popular versus where, where more activities are? I mean, marketing, sales, service, and all those things. Marketing is almost certainly the smallest, I would say, because it's then it's the newest product. And that's, again, going back to what I was sort of saying earlier, it's the area that I think Microsoft is the most behind in. They never acquired a big marketing automation vendor the way Salesforce did or Adobe did. They built it themselves. And so they're they're building that out and trying to catch up, I think, in, in a lot of ways uh, or, or chart their own path, maybe is a more, more generous way of saying it. So sales, customer service, I mean, they're seeing phenomenal growth in like the field service area. Out of uh, some of the use cases that, that you've seen, 
Is there something that really excited you? Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of really, uh, really cool ones out there. Um, I usually have more sort of um, more of them on hand because I've been out at, at conferences and, and talked to sort of seen some of the coolest demos. Um, so I'm, I'm not seeing some of those face-to-face -face demos these days that, that I used to, but uh, some of the cases around like mixed reality are really fun. And I think we're, we'll see more and more of those where it's blending either sales or field service or something else with mixed reality, you know, with a headset and that kind of, you know, sort of holographic stuff, but tied directly into real business cases. But there's a ton of possibilities there, obviously. You know, the other one I'm, I'm, I don't have a good case for, but I think there's a lot of possibility for is uh, another product that's still pretty new called Customer Voice. Uh, so it's sort of a somewhat competitor to Qualtrics, doing quick surveys, getting sentiment from, from users, sentiment in different situations, and being able to measure that and then incorporate it into a, a sales system, a, a customer service scenario, and sort of knowing how, how customers are feeling at, at any point in time. You can put it onto mobile, you can insert it into chat, you can send it through email, whatever, uh, put it on a website. Again, it's one of those areas that Microsoft seems to be investing in. And when they are serious about, you know, just by nature of the kind of company they are, they can really press forward quickly to advance that vision. So I'm really interested to see how that evolves as a competitive product in the marketplace, but just also how it works with these other power platform and dynamics products, because that tends to be where they start the integration point and where they build out stories from is, is sort of like taking it in combination with the other products they already offer. Speaking of communications channels that you mentioned here, yeah. and there are some, you know, Microsoft Team and, and Skype and all, all the other activities that is happening. Are these uh, being integrated more so? What do you see? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we haven't touched on Teams, but that, you know, that was sort of, that was the big headline six months ago uh, was, was bringing, you know, Teams together with Power Apps for internal work and building apps that work within Teams so that you have sort of more things you can do within the context of that. And yeah, that's a huge trend for, for Microsoft going forward. Uh, I didn't see as much about teams in, in the presentations just because they seem to be focused on all these other things, but yeah, it's a huge one for the future. Personally, I think there's a lot more work needed. This is just sort of my own, you know, view, but I think there's a lot more work needed to really come up with a really great examples of where these apps that, that work within teams that build on you know, power platform and, and, and insert that into sort of collaborative workspaces are going to deliver a ton of a ton of value and be really innovative. I, I don't feel like I've seen the examples that made me say, wow, compared to this, some of these other areas where maybe it's just been spelled out for me in more detail. So I, I understood it better, but um, I can certainly see why, why they think there's a big opportunity there. There probably is. Is there something that you're you're looking forward to seeing as a consumer that could be you think will be powered by a lot of things that is happening at Microsoft? Hmm, that's a tough one. So as a consumer, I mean the things that that come to mind are, you know, if, boy, I, I would say a consumer is going to see these things in in a couple of places. I think retail is a great example because you know, uh, you know, that's one of the places where I think consumers are kind of working directly face-to-face -face with companies the most. So um, like you said, clienteling, um, retail experiences are one place where, where you might see this, whether it's in-store or online, but things like this customer voice that we talked about, that could certainly be something that, that touches more and more customers. And hopefully you get, you know, sort of smarter communications from, from businesses that, that you engage with. So they are, like we talked about segmentation, that when you 
talk to customer service, they know who you are. Some of these just, I mean, uh, these are really maybe more general benefits of sort of modern modern CX and, and and some of these modern systems. But I think Microsoft really is in the hunt to, to deliver those to, to consumers. So that would be, I don't know if that quite gets at your what you're asking, but those would be the areas where I would imagine consumers kind of feel this. Places like Germany, you have no idea how many businesses are saying, okay, so we are not getting any attention unless you are on WhatsApp. And, and there are just huge mm. um, drive because that's the de-communications channel that everybody uses here. It, it becomes a topic and that's why, you know, we end up going into a, a meeting and I said, okay, so how do we enable this, uh, you know, WhatsApp? What, what, what is that experience can look like? Oh, by the way, can, can it work with my CRM? So it, it, conversation is going that way. How is it going in the sort of like a, a U.S. market of my Microsoft community versus what we are seeing out here, which is very mobile messaging driven? It seems a little more agnostic. I don't think WhatsApp has, you know, for example, has had quite the impact here that that it's had in other other countries. It seems to just be more agnostic that they want to try to have everything covered so that um, they can take communications coming in from from a lot of channels whether it's you know whether it's social networks um, I think you know I've, I've heard Facebook mentioned maybe not in the last few months but uh, you know in, in in past conferences and in past presentations I've seen that messaging there versus messaging yeah and some of the some of the major apps like whatsapp so I, I don't know that any one uh, channel has really gotten that kind of commitment that you kind of described for for Germany I mean, the being agnostic, but basically firing up all channels. I think that yeah. is actually a wise advice that I can, you know, call this a wrap. But I do have a one more question, actually. Uh, this is the second one more question. Um, <laughs> if you don't mind, can you tell us, Jason, what you do most on your phone, mobile phone? Hmm. So I'm probably looking at either a couple of news sources. Like I, I, I do like to have sort of purpose-built apps for for news uh, outlets there out there when I'm sort of just browsing regular news, not just tech news. Um, so I'll be looking at like the Bloomberg app, uh, which I've really started to enjoy. I think they did did a nice job with theirs. I've been trying to use a workout app uh, to sort of manage my my runs. <laughs> so uh, it just tells me what run to do on any particular day. So I, I have, um, and that was just all websites, but now I have an app for that. So I'm, I'm trying to track uh, my runs there. That would be the, probably the two of the biggest things. And then the third one maybe would be Twitter, which is not all that interesting, but I'm probably using it to sort of scroll through Twitter. I don't tweet a lot personally, but I sort of use it to follow all the people I'm interested in in the world, whether it's in the, in the tech space or just in the sort of rest of you know, sports and entertainment and all that. Thank you very much. That was excellent. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, my pleasure. It was fun. Thanks again to Jason Gumpert for joining us today. You can find more about Jason at msdynamicsworld.com. To find out more about Gene and Tintech, visit tintech.com. Make sure to subscribe to Mobile Interactions Now in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Tintech, thanks for listening.